Hello. This week on the Inklecast, how would we go about turning 80 days into a board game? I'm John. I'm Joe. And I'm Tom. Okay, so uh, last week we got an email from a, a fan somewhere in the world uh, who was very enthusiastic and just played 80 Days, really enjoyed it and said, oh, I really want to turn this into a board game. And that got us thinking, is that possible? And if it was possible, how, how would we do it? So this is something that we've sort of, this has sort of come up before that we've, we've chatted about. We've never really taken it that seriously, but it, it seems like a nice thing to try, doesn't it? Yeah, we talked about it with uh, one of the Shut Up and Sit Down guys at GDC. Oh yeah, that's true. I that's seem to true. remember us thinking about making it into a race game, a multiplayer race around the world. Mm. Um, but obviously that shows how far we came from the original so there's, concept. There's but. definitely an element of the board game in the original concept, like the idea that when you're yeah. in a city you should basically be able to go to any adjacent city by some means yeah if you can find it and unlock it and afford it and all that sort of thing but that idea of space is being connected together yeah in quite a logical way in fact it's often something we wanted to do it's often the way i explain what the game is to people i say it's a board game where you race around the world um you kind of you have a counter that jumps from city to city and in each city you sort of take a chance card and that chance card instead of having a chance card where you just read a description of what happens you get a little little interactive Mm. adventure because i wonder if i was thinking about this after we read this email i was thinking well how do you get around the physical fiddliness of a board game like if you have chance cards for every city do they say something super generic like you meet a random stranger or like you know you you have a chance discovery or a moment of romance is that all it says Mm. and there's just a little silhouetted picture or do you have a separate pack of cards for Africa and a set of pack of cards mm. for Asia and a separate right. pack of cards because for if North there's, America? If there's one thing we learnt while writing 80 Days, it's the fact that you really need to come up with specific content for specific regions. Otherwise, it just it's either hollow or it's racist. It just or... ends up as a big old mush of nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But I wondered if there was a way to walk a line between those two things. I think maybe before that, it's worth asking if... A reading-based board game would just straight up not be interesting. If you mm. read something and then, I guess, if you're reading it to the other players, will they care? Like, if it's not incredibly context-sensitive, like the actual mm. 80 days is, will they just, you know, look at it, say, oh, I don't get anything for this one and put it down? So, in my experience, like, I don't play many board games or card games, but the most fun I've ever had is with games that are really simple but really heavily social. So they're they they rely heavily on bet um kind of not betting but um bluffing um right. between players and really negotiating so i wonder if if you could bring in some kind of negotiating element to the storytelling like somehow if you're perhaps if you're going around the world together as a group and you and if there was a role-playing aspect or something where each player describes an element of what happens in that location based on a set of cards that they have in their hand or something, That's as opposed to racing. So you kind of, uh, when we were, just before we started recording, you mentioned a game, uh, I think, did you say it was called Story Cards, where you get a randomised set of uh, No, it's actually, right? it's actually Life in the Garden, I think. Thing. Yeah, it's um, an okay, experiment. I don't know it well, but you know it quite well, I think. Uh, yeah, I've not actually played it, because <laughs> you can't get it anymore, I don't think. But okay. it was basically um, 
a deck of cards, you pick three, you turn them over, and it always tells a story that makes sense. Um, and he's obviously picked the theme and the contents of the cards very specifically so that it always makes sense, but in a sort of willy, washy... And it necessarily mm, has to be willy, yes. because otherwise it doesn't work. It has so, to be really broad strokes. So what if you took a system where you pick three cards, which are basically prompt cards, and you give them to a player, and then that player has to tell a story yeah. using those three cards? Yeah. You know, within some kind of briefness or, or making yeah. that work. So the players themselves add the specificity that's required yeah, for the, the location. Yeah, and the characterisation that's yeah. required to kind yeah. of make it feel charming. Potentially, you could have a fact card for each location so that if they're stuck for details, you could just give them some facts like, um, you know, this is in an Islamic city, it has this and that. So well, just to give them an I idea mean, this of... is basically what Meg and I did when we were writing it, right. as far as I can tell. Yeah. We went, like, I mean, at the beginning, I think Meg did a lot of very in-depth research towards the end when we had cities to fill in. We'd go to Wikipedia, pick the two things we could that stood up mm. about a city and go, right, fine, you're visiting this cathedral or we'll mm. talk about <laughs> this tower where they lay dead people out, whatever. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, you could totally do that. I mean, it'd be difficult to loop that back in, though. What would be the point? Do yeah, people vote right, exactly, on how good your exactly. story is? Do they... Yeah, because in 80 days, the stories don't matter too much mechanically. Like, sometimes... No, absolutely, little... massive spoiler, the stories don't matter that much mechanically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, there are certain hooks that, like, give you items or they do certain things... But on the whole, yeah, they don't. But I wonder if I wonder if you could bring an element of oh, that in. What if you give you give one player three like three cards, which makes them tell a story, and it has to fit within a certain time length. So you've got a little timer running, and then the other player has three cards, which are like bingo cards. And if they hit any of the things on your card, <laughs> then you can put it down to like get a route or get a you know. If they mention a zeppelin, then and you've got the zeppelin card, then you've unlocked a zeppelin or something. That, that would just encourage really off the wall stories, right? I guess it would encourage just <laughs> listing. Them. Downs, wouldn't it yeah mm. i mean maybe you could meet but then i suppose that that's all the story aspect what about all the mechanical stuff the kind of routes and times and trading that all feels like that should be possible to turn into a board game i don't know if it'd be an interesting board game per se mm. but like if you're in a city and it's a train and you're two spaces away from bucharest and you can go two spaces in one go on a train and you can go three spaces on a zeppelin and one space on a car like and all the mm. trading stuff. Could you mechanicify the trading stuff so that it felt at all like 80 days? Or would it just stop feeling th- like that? I think, I think my instinct is that you would have to bring a bit more of a system into the game. If I, I, I always like um, Cluedo or Clue if you're in the US um, mm. for just really, really basic formulaic storytelling. Because you can imagine taking that basic structure, which is super simple, and just adding a little extra set of rules that require the players to come up with little narrative reasons for why they're doing certain things, um, just to give it a bit more colour. And with just some really simple systemic rules, adding an extra layer like narrative skin could actually be enough. Like it won't be, it won't have the same narrative potential as 80 Days, the one that we made, but like... But that's okay. But that's fine. Different thing. Yeah. yeah. I think the question for me then is how you encourage people to tell their own stories, something that's yeah about as in-depth or probably less in-depth include and far certainly far less complicated than 80 days mm. so people just yeah basically give a bit of flavor to i caught this train but missed the camel like something short and sweet i wonder if you could 
I'm trying to think of a way to add a game layer to just pure narrative narrative elements. What if you tell a piece of story in each city with a single sentence or something less than ten words,、mm. and then later on other players have to remember what each other's adventures were, and if you remember them, then you get a point, and if you don't, then you don't,、mm. um, or something like that, just so that you. It encourages you to come up with specific examples that you yourself find memorable, but other people might not remember your adventures the way you do. Oh, what、okay. if it was lying around the world in eighty days? Like you never actually travel <laughs> to the places; rather, you just have to make up really great stories of the oh, weird thing、cool. you saw in Budapest,、cool. and then people vote on which one they find is the most. Ah,、oh, okay. Believable so do away with the board game completely. Do away <laughs> the board as anything apart from just a counter, just to show where you're up to in your story, and it's really just a game of like. Every city has to be more adventurous and more exciting than the last one. Like every time has to outstrip、yeah. the last. And can you get eighty stories in a stack that get more and more complicated? <laughs> That would be cool. It's almost like a drama game and less like a board game. Yeah. Although returning back to the idea of the board game, because there's one element I really like that's got nothing to do with the rules or anything, but I love the idea of making a board game that takes place on a physical three D globe. Where you have like little、nice. little holes in the cities, and you can put pins in to show where you are.、Oh, that、lovely. would be awesome. And you can like spin the globe round, Ooh, especially if the routes changed each time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could put pins with bits of string. Yeah, you could connect yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the routes together. I wonder if you could have some rule to do with like what happens when the string crosses over and someone else's string or something like that.、Mm. So, like you meet up on the journey and something happens. Yeah, it'd be a shame not to have player interactions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe to 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 go a different way. Maybe the thing to do is to abstract it even more. So you could make a card game where the cards are journeys. So like each card says sort of Athens to Moscow or you know Budapest to to Reykjavik or. These none of these are very sensible routes, but <laughs> and then the idea is to chain them together. So you have a card that connects to a card that connects to a card that connects to a card,、mm-hmm. and then for some reason, because of the way the chaining works, you might have to put kind of rested a hotel in the middle or went to the market or something like that. So you you're trying、mm-hmm. to build like a running、oh, stack, yeah, which is、approach. kind of the standard card game thing. Yeah, is to so build, it's just about、yeah. collecting routes and then swapping them, and then. You and then you win once you get a swapping of routes. Something you could call it conversation or call it discussion. You could、something. almost already do this and model it off an existing card game. I reckon because card games, a lot of card games already have that structure of trying to build a full suit or、mm, something. That idea of connectivity, and、yeah. so if you get a, if you get a link into somewhere that's quite a good hub. Yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe Moscow. There's lots of different places you can get to on the Trans Siberian from Moscow, so that's、mm. not a bad card to have because then you've got lots of ways of continuing.、Yeah. And you could easily, once you've got that, I think you could easily start throwing on an incident layer, so someone could、mm. play down a card which says, "Oh, there's a crash on the line here," and everyone goes, "Oh no, I've got to." Still, well, I like I like the idea of that from an abstract point of view. From an actual player point of view, it's like. The thing about a journey is it makes kind of chronological sense, and that you're actually telling yeah, a narrative, you, whereas like just going three quarters of the way through the journey. Right, it's at first. It's but, like right, I'm going to hinge my entire journey around the fact that I've got the Beijing card. Well, all right, all right. I'm going to connect everything if, to China. What if the cards that I have represent the routes that I know about, but I've also got a counter which is me, and at some point I have to start moving. Oh, that's the, cool. The that's cool. That's on the table. Yeah, that's cool. So I'm、cool. desperately trying to fill in the route in front of me. That's great.、Actually. As I'm moving along,、so、you could call it buying tickets for those. 
Like, right, yeah. Roots, or, or, big... or like buying an elephant or, or a timetable or whatever yeah, yeah exactly. exactly that's exactly. cool actually mm, yeah it's really nice and then everybody's racing to get along their track but their tracks might run out yeah and you can still have chance cards of like what like bespoke narrative things happen while you're on that journey like yeah you know you're on a mechanical mechanical public transport and you know you get a standardized thing where someone approaches you on that transport and asks you for a favor or something yeah yeah exactly. or if you're on animal trans transport then maybe it gets it overheats and kilo kills over and <laughs> dies or whatever i think that might work yeah <laughs> i like that I yeah like that too and of course you can still play that on a 3d globe because you can still connect the points with pieces of string um, <laughs> oh well if you did something on a on a globe why on a globe what if you had a game where you have pins on the cities and you had different length bits of string that you pick out of a box and they have colors so if it's a blue string it's a water string and it has to go oh. through the ocean so you then wrap it around the pins and make cool. it across the ocean that's cool and a gray one is a sky pin which can go anywhere to anywhere and then you just literally, if it can reach, if the string can reach, then you can put it on the globe. That's and you're pretty cool. Oh, so it's kind of half game, half knitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we should give that a go sometime. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right, well, if you have any ideas that we could steal and turn into something to make us a colossal fortune selling knick-knack knitted globe games, then please let us know. <laughs> Thanks for listening.